Where bullfrogs and lizards come along and see Where bullfrogs and lizards will swim or climb a tree Where bullfrogs and lizards, there's so much to explore Where bullfrogs and lizards, come with us, there's more What Lucy did with her five dollars One wet afternoon, they were all in the kitchen and Lucy was standing by the window looking out at the rain streaking down and the puddles gradually growing and then overflowing and sending little streams of water feeling their way along like something alive, turned aside by a pebble or a little bump in the ground, but still going on, weaving their way down the slope towards the creek. She wondered to herself if the big puddle she was watching could be called Mud Puddle Lake and what would be a good name for the little stream running so strongly out of it? Would Slush Puddle Creek do? Or should she call it a river? Then she heard Mum and Dad talking about money and checking over and counting the coins out of Mum's box, where she kept the egg and butter cash. When he had finished, and Dad had a list of things to get at the grocer's when he went to the little township tomorrow, and the money to pay for them, Lucy suddenly remembered her five dollars and asked about it. Yes, we've got it put away carefully, said Dad. And when you know what you really want, we can use it. It's a bit hard to decide, replied Lucy. And Mum said, Really, Lucy ought to go into town and look around to get some ideas. Oh yes, said Dad. That's quite a good idea. It's no good going to just Gumtree, because it's far too small. Let's plan all to go soon to the town of Stringybark. There's a nice lot of shops there, and she can have a good look around. Don't let me forget, Lucy, said Dad with a smile. And certainly Lucy didn't, and Larry backed her up like an echo. So one nice Saturday morning, they set off bright and early for Stringybark, which was rather far away. Mum put in a big box of eggs and one of butter to sell, and also another covered box which didn't show what it had in it, and even Lucy's sharp eye couldn't see. Dad had on his good suit, and he showed Lucy that her five-pound note was put in a special pocket to keep it safe. So off they went, all in their best clothes, with the horses trotting along briskly in the cool of the morning. As the sun came up and shone on the trees, they could smell that lovely tinge of eucalyptus mingling with the odour of the dusty road to make the perfume so familiar to country people. Along the way, they saw the wild birds getting busy with their day's work and even some kangaroos and emus jumping and running. Then it was fun going past other people's farms and looking at their cows and hens and sheep and crops and waving and shouting to friends, busy about their farm work. Soon, Lucy got a bit fidgety and said, How far is it to Stringy Bark? Quite a way yet, said Dad, and I must give the horses a little rest soon. After a while, they came to a nice little creek that flowed close by the road at a place full of ferns and trees, and they stopped while the horses had a drink, and Dad stood them under a nice shady tree. I'm hungry and thirsty, said Lucy. What a pity we aren't at Stringy Bark, where we could buy something to eat, said Mum. She got down with a smile on her face and took the cover from the third box. There was a big stoneware jar wrapped round with an old piece of blanket, and out of it, she poured cups of nice sweet tea, which was quite hot, and out of a tin box, 
She brought some lovely sandwiches. Larry and Lucy munched and drank and looked into the waters of the creek, which was so clear they could see tiny fish darting around near the bottom. When Dad said it was time to go, Lucy was sorry to leave, but she remembered her $5 and climbed up to her seat. When do the shops close? asked Lucy. But she was told not to worry. They stayed open all day on Saturday. And so, at last, they came to Stringy Bark, which was the biggest town the children had ever seen. Dad drove round to the back of a big general store where there was a large yard with lots of horses and carriages, buggies and gigs, and drays left by people. Dad took out the horses and tied them in the shade and then gave them a nose bag each, full of hay and oats, and left them happily having their lunch. The family had their lunch and what was left of the tea and sandwiches and then went into the big general store. And it really was big and seemed to sell almost everything. Mum sold her eggs and butter and bought some groceries, which were put aside with her name on them to be picked up later. Lucy and Larry prowled around and found toys and sweets and ploughs and saddles and slingshots and all sorts of things. Larry was rather taken with the saddles and slingshots, but Mum said he was much too young to have a slingshot, and she wasn't too sure about a saddle either, as it wasn't much use without a horse. The best plan would be to go slowly up one side of the main street and then come back on the other side and they could see all the shops that way. So off they went. Mum and Dad kept meeting friends and stopped to talk and that gave the children a chance to look at the shops properly. They weren't really interested in shops full of clothes, as their parents were, nor were they specially interested in food shops, except those full of cakes and buns and pies. But in one food shop, they saw something very funny. Right in the middle of the window it was, a big round thing with a piece cut out of it and a big notice that said, special. It was full of green streaks and blotches and looked terrible. Lucy said, it's gone bad, whatever it is, and they don't know. I'm going into the shop to tell them. But Dad said, what's gone bad? Um, said Lucy, that mouldy looking thing there. Dad laughed. It certainly looks like it, but it's a special kind of cheese, and some people like it very much. Don't ever buy that kind of cheese, Dad, said Larry, and Dad said he wouldn't. It wasn't the kind he liked, and the price was too high anyway. So they went on down the street and then crossed to the other side. Dad, Dad, shouted Lucy as she looked in a window. She stood there pointing and grinning. Aren't they lovely? And they certainly were. Bicycles of all sizes and colours. That's what I want for sure. We'll go in and see, said Dad, but I think they'll be too expensive. And sadly, that was just it. The cheapest were from eight to $10, and many were even more, and they came out rather quietly. But I do want a bike and nothing else, said Lucy. Keep on looking then, said Dad. And they found another shop with secondhand bicycles, and some of them were only $5, but they were all for adults, not children. They were just finishing the shops and feeling rather tired when Larry pointed around a corner to a little shop that could be easily missed. It was a place full of old things, chairs and tables, books and tools, 
and a smiling old man came out of a back room to greet them. You wouldn't have a child's bicycle, would you? asked Lucy. Come in here, said the old man. And there, in a little room at the back, was a second-hand bicycle, all beautifully painted up and looking just like it was new. How much is it? asked Lucy, almost afraid to hear. The old man smiled again and said, five dollars will do from you. And that was it. The old man found a pump and a little bag full of tools to go with the bike, and even a kerosene-burning lamp, all of which he gave to Lucy as a present. So they went home in triumph, the bicycle carefully wrapped in old bags and tied on at the back of the buggy. And all the way home, even after it got dark and Dad had lit the candles in the big lamps, Lucy kept leaning over to pat the bicycle. And Larry would watch her and give her a friendly grin, for he was the one who really found it, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs>